The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to The shepherds went in haste to Bethlehem and found Mary and Joseph and the infant lying in the manger. When they saw this, they made known the message that had been told them about this child. All who heard it were amazed by what had been told them by the shepherds, and Mary kept all these things, reflecting on them in her heart. Then the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen, just as it had been told to them. When eight days were completed for his circumcision, he was named Jesus, the name given him by the angel before he was conceived in the womb. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Lord, Jesus Christ. The title, Mater Dei, presents great difficulties for some of our Christian brothers and sisters who are not Catholic. And so it's important from an apologetic standpoint to understand what the Church teaches when we call Mary Mother of God. In this parish, it's not hard to preach because, principally, every Wednesday night, you say the litany to our Blessed Mother and you go over her titles each week, reflecting upon the gift that Mary is to us. St. Thomas Aquinas teaches that Mary is the one person next to God the Father who could say to the Divine Son, You are my Son. According to St. Bernard, Our Lady calls God Almighty, the Lord of the angels, her Son, when she asks in all simplicity, Son, why have you treated us so? I mean, really, what angel would dare say to that, to Jesus? But Mary, fully aware of her motherhood, does not hesitate to call the Lord of heaven and earth her son. And God is not offended for being called what he wanted to be. He truly is the Son of God and the Son of Mary. You know, whenever we study the nature of Christ, we're careful to distinguish between his eternal generation, his divine nature, the pre-existence of the Word, and his temporal being. Being God, the Son is begotten, not made by the Father from all eternity, 
in his divine nature. Being man, the Son was born, he became man of the Virgin Mary. In the fullness of time, as we heard in the reading, the anointed one of God, the second person of the Blessed Trinity, assumed our human nature. That is to say, he assumed a rational soul and human body formed in the womb of his Immaculate Mother. That human nature, soul and body, and the divine nature came together in the one person of the Word. From the very moment when Our Lady gave free consent to the will of God, when she bent her will to God's will and became the mother of the Word incarnate. It is similar to the case in each and every mother in whose womb a human body is born, but not the rational soul. We logically consider these women to be mothers, so too we should think of Mary as mother of God because of the unity of persons in her Son. We contemplate in all the supreme glory of Mary. They know full well that this dignity derives from the fact that she was and continues to be for all eternity the mother of God. Mater creoratis, Mater salvatoris. And it's for this very reason in the litany of the rosary, which you pray each Wednesday night, the first title of glory given to Our Lady is Sancte Dei Genitrix, Mother of God. The titles that follow after that first are those which correspond to her divine maternity. She is Holy Virgin of Virgins. She is Mother of Grace. She is Mother Most Pure. She is Mother Most Chaste because of her divine maternity. By nature of her being mother of the Son of God made man, Mary has a unique relationship, not just with her Son, but with the Most Holy Trinity. She is daughter of God the Father. And she has been called by the fathers of the church and in the constant teaching of the magisterium, daughter of God, the Father. Through her son, Mary shares in consanguinity. She's the first to receive the most precious blood, which thereby confers on her earthly power and dominion of Jesus, because Jesus himself is bound to Mary by the same duties of justice, which all children owe their parents. Mary is temple and tabernacle. According to the fathers, Mary is the great masterpiece of the Most Holy Trinity. And today we turn to Mary with thoughts filled with joy and praise and with holy pride that God would give us such a mother. In seminary, I remember one evening when 
there were many things on my plate when the weight of the world seemed to be kind of heavy and decisions were coming close to the fore that I placed a candle in front of the Blessed Mother on my bookshelf, a statue of Sadie Sapiensiae, the same statue that's at St. Catherine's, where Mary is seated, where uh, rather Jesus is seated in the arm of Mary like a little chair, like a sedes. And she forms this little chair so that the world can see Jesus Christ, the Savior. And her motherhood is in the background. She never takes any light for herself. She presents her son. And this was what I now see, but I didn't know then, an attempt of unity with Mary, our mother. And I ask you to chew on that phrase, unity with Mary. All the saints, the great spiritual writers, whether it's John of the Cross or Teresa of Avila, they speak about, uh, like the Carmelite theology, they think about the purgative way and the unitive way. I'd ask you to think about the unitive way with Mary. And so this was a, a kind of a beginner attempt to, to a unitive way with Mary there in my little room. And as I looked at the Blessed Mother, the the light of the candle in the dark room was flickering on her face and on the face of the baby Jesus. And I simply asked her, what is it that you want to tell me? And she didn't speak. But I did notice that my statue, normally straight on, was for some reason, maybe I'd clean the bookshelf or something, it was turned a bit to this side where my wall was and the window, my bed here. And I asked her, what is it that you're trying to show me, Mary? And she was just looking at the crucifix on my wall. Here Mary was, safe with her child in her arms. And the light was shining on her face. And she was looking at her son crucified. And for me it was an assurance that there are no fears in our life that can overwhelm us and overtake us, provided that we recognize that Mary will be with us through every cross we endure in our life. She will never abandon her son, and she will never abandon her children, which she accepted in the 19th chapter of John. Woman, behold your son, and son, behold your mother. And today we behold her, But not only the beautiful titles of Mary, but the assurance that she will endure with us as she endured with her son. And I wrote a little poem. I've lost it. It's somewhere in a box somewhere. But the gist of it was that she longed for the time when the child was safe and soft. At her bosom he clung. And why was it that she had to stare at this horrid tree And then she reminds us that, yes, she is mother again for each one of us and for every cross we must endure. And in that moment of peace, that gift from Mary, as a mother comforting her son, my worries and my fears fell away. 
And so I ask you to think about speaking to Mary in such a way, a unitive way, to know your mother, to not just come to Mass the first day of the year, but to come to her every day and bring her your troubles, like any mother would want to hear them. Especially young men, you know, you come home from school and mom says, how was your day? And you're like, oh, I'm going to go over the day again. She wants to know. Mary is a mother. She cannot break away from that motherhood. She desires to know every, all your joys and your sorrows, your hopes and your expectations and your fears. The unitive way with Mary. She will only lead us closer to her son. And so in our world where we're so often confused and impressed with celebrities or the wealthy, with athletes, which somehow falsely lead us to a lesser image of our human dignity. Today we should sing to Mary, Immaculate, reminding us of our devotion to Hail Mary, Daughter of God the Father, to Hail Mary, Mother of God the Son, To Hail Mary, spouse of God, the Holy Spirit. Greater than you is no one but God. Almighty Father, we turn to you with the intercession of Mary, your mother and ours. As we pray for the church throughout the world, we pray for our Holy Father, Pope Francis, for all bishops, especially our Bishop Luis, all of our priests and deacons, for parents, the priests of the domestic church, that you would continue through the intercession of Mary, mother of the church, her immaculate protection over us and over the mission of salvation, we pray to the Lord. Lord, We pray for the world, for its peace. We pray that our laws of our nation may respect the inherent dignity of every human life, especially the unborn and the elderly, for an end of abortion and for healing and reconciliation for those torn by it, we pray to the Lord. Lord, O Mary, health of the sick, we commend to you all those who are ill, especially in these times of the holidays where so many experience depression and difficulty, that as Mary, health of the sick, through your Son's healing grace, may provide them comfort and restore them to health, we pray to the Lord. Lord, We pray for all those who have asked for prayers. And we entrust them to Mary's immaculate heart and to your divine grace. We pray to the Lord. Lord, We pray for the men and women who protect our freedoms and place their lives at risk for us so that we may worship, that you may keep them safe and help them grow in faith. We pray to the Lord. Lord, Almighty Father, we commend to you all of the faithful departed, especially our family members and friends, for those forgotten in purgatory who have no one praying for them, 
By our poor prayers, Lord, cast wide the gates of heaven and allow them to enjoy the beatific vision forever. We pray to the Lord. Father, we pray for all of our seminarians, for those who are preparing for holy orders this year, for young men who are in discernment and those in application, and for an increase in vocations to the priesthood and religious life. We pray to the Lord. For the person or persons here in greatest need. We pray to the Lord. Commending all these prayers and bound with Mary's intercession, we pray. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. We ask this through Christ our Lord.